purity culture. What the hell is purity culture? It's one of those things that is said from the outside in. The Christian church does not use the term purity culture. Purity culture is used towards the church. So let's start off there. What is this purity culture? Well, I believe it can go multiple different ways. I personally, what I've experienced through purity culture has even affected the way I present my gender. And that may be controversial to some people, um, but I'm going to speak about that as well. So we're going to start off with what purity culture means, I think, to the majority of people when they hear it. It's sexual purity is what purity culture is in a nutshell. It is holding (laughs) the sexual reins back. Even just talking about it. See, this is a perfect example of what purity culture has done to me. I can't even talk about purity culture without the effect of purity culture on me, right? And I've been actively fighting against purity culture, hashtag purity culture, for, well, since early childhood. I have been very hyper aware of my sexuality since I was a child. So this is going to be kind of my, I am going to take a stand and, and say that I believe purity culture affects the LGBTQIA+, let's get everybody in there, community, even more than cis heterosexual folks. And this is not some sort of grandstand, like, oh, I'm more of a victim than you. I, I just want to make a point and speak from my community's perspective and say this, that purity culture affects us all in the church, period. We are basically, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to say it plainly. I'm not going to censor myself. We have been literally taught to castrate ourselves from our earliest memories, Leave room for Jesus. Don't get too close. Don't hold hands. Don't look at that person. Boys on this side, girls on this side. And this is my point. Boys on this side, girls on this side. What about people like me who have felt like we don't really fully know which side we feel more comfortable on? Or, and, and, and that, that has always been confusing to people because I do typically present more femininely. <laughs> but on the inside, I have been, I've, I've had a lot of confusion with my gender. And purity culture doesn't have to do with gender, but this is why I'm speaking of it from kind of more the minority perspective, even within the already minority perspective of purity culture. Because the culture at large, it's sex, 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 Tinder, swipe, sex, Tinder, swipe, porn, sex, everywhere, right? <laughs> But if you're coming from where I came from, it is, you, you, <laughs> if you even look at a woman with lust in your heart, this is what Jesus said, then you have committed adultery with her already. You don't have to touch a woman, you don't have to look at, or a man, however. You don't have to even do anything, and you've already committed adultery in your heart, quote unquote, from the Bible right? 
So, okay. Let's cycle back around. I've already said, <laughs> I've said a lot in four minutes and 11 seconds. So, purity culture. As a whole, I would say purity culture is sexual purity. Brenda Davies, God is Gray, who I really respect and have watched her videos for years, actually wrote a book on this exact, on her journey with purity culture specifically called On Her Knees. And I'm just going to put that here because you got to give respect where, you know, credit where credit is due is what I was going to say. I heard her talking about purity culture years ago on YouTube before deconstruction was even a freaking thing. So... There you go. You know, that's that people have been talking about this for years long before it became like a buzzword, right? And um, I've been arguing about these things for many years and struggling to the point of where's my clown nose, man? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know if I needed my clown nose this episode, but I actually do. So hold on. Get my box of props. Box of props, box of props, box of props, box, box of props. For those who are listening, I'm getting my box of props. Yeah. So in all seriousness, we got to take out the trigger warning clown nose. TW, the trigger warning clown is coming out. Honk, honk. Because purity culture for me wasn't just like, wow, uh, you know, I wish I could have sex before marriage. No. <laughs> for me purity culture it it effed me up so bad that I literally have like PTSD from it um you know I have religious PTSD across the board let's be real but I'm sure a lot of you will relate to this feeling of like even after I mean I saw this girl the other day on TikTok she was talking about it right um, even after she was married, she still did. It's like, it's in your body already. You block your body. Like the second you feel any form of arousal at all, it's almost like to me, I'll speak for myself. It's like, I had to like hit myself down there and not in a sexy way. You know what I'm saying? It was like, you literally had to be like, no, 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 no. At least, you know, and, and maybe it's not that extreme for everybody, but I know it's been that extreme for some people and it was that extreme for me and I still struggle on a daily basis with the effects of purity culture. Okay, so let's take off the clown nose. Let's cycle back around, right? Just going to look at my my cow earrings. <laughs> Just keep... Just got to keep it fun here because I, I go down into a dark spiral when I think about this stuff. Um, and I'm sure you do too. So that's why I'm here to kind of let's just steer the ship back on course. All right. Purity culture. Sexual purity. No sex before marriage. I mean, I will speak for multiple... Um, well, there are, there are multiple people that I have known, including somebody very, very close to me that was and a very close friend as well that I had in high school who planned to save their first kiss for marriage. We have books to thank, like I Kiss Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris, which I actually read when I went to a private Christian school. Um, 
let's just let's let's talk about that for a second. I kissed dating goodbye, right? Joshua Harris. Joshua Harris in recent years has actually renounced his book and his teachings and has openly apologized for the effects that it's had on other people. His faith deconstructed and he abandoned that teaching that many of it formed many of our lives right (laughs) for those of us who have grown up with purity culture now for me now let's go back a little more to the rainbow side here um because for me it was more than just okay we need to maintain sexual purity until marriage which I did not first of all um, so I lived with shame upon shame upon shame. Um, actually, since my very early, early years, I, you know, I, I was I was very hypersexual or what I, I felt was hypersexual, right, in the context I was in. I'm sure if I was standing next to somebody else who didn't grow up like I did, maybe it would have just been normal sexual urge. But for me, it felt like, um, especially because I was literally trying to live a monk sort of lifestyle and did for many years. Like I, I took my faith so seriously that I was willing to remain celibate and we'll get into that in another episode when I actually talk about my sexuality I don't want to talk about it fully on this episode but it it ties in so deeply to purity culture that I I can't not say it right because it it affected my gender the way I present um it affected my you know of of course my sexuality um and 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 then you know on on just what everybody experiences with purity culture is that sorry i'm getting nervous let's <laughs> take a breath here i feel like purity culture is one of the most damaging teachings within the christian church that is my opinion right and I'm sure I could get a hundred people right now to sign a petition and agreement with me. All I gotta do is hop on the on the TikTok, type in a little in the little search bar on YouTube, purity culture, and plenty of people will will be coming up. That's why a shameless plug, and I'm gonna play it at the end of this this episode, is my new song, hashtag purity culture. Literally, I titled it hashtag purity culture because I want I literally want people to look up the hashtag purity culture and see how many people are affected by this in an extremely toxic negative way to the point where trigger warning clown knows some people are literally like in therapy over this like are struggling so effing badly like I said earlier even people that are you know did it the quote-unquote right way I knew a girl personally that this happened to from one of the old churches that I went to where they saved it for marriage right they did it all the quote-unquote right way and then after they got married it was like they had issues because 
that is still trapped in the body. Trauma, and I'll, I'm going to call it trauma, I'll go as far as to say that, is trapped in the physical body. You think that suddenly you're on your, your wedding night, you're suddenly just going to be like, I'm ready for sex. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready now. It's like, okay, all these years I've been actively like waterboarding my sexuality every damn day of my life. And now suddenly I'm just going to be like, I'm open for business. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it just doesn't work like that, honey. You know, and I'll take a pause for a minute. Sometimes I just have to do, because my heart rate, it's rising. should check my watch. <laughs> I check my heart rate on my watch sometimes, y'all, because I'm telling you, I, I be getting a high, <laughs> a high heartbeat here. Fast heartbeat. Okay. And it's not because I'm nervous to talk about it to you guys. That's not the issue. It's like, it's in my body. It's, it's in my body. Like, it's in my mind. It's consistently affecting me still. See how I'm like, I'm clenching my shoulders and everything. It's like, it makes me feel very bad just let's 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 use like kindergarten language how does it make you feel missy bad what what are you feeling in your body right now missy bad <laughs> right it's like that's not and my point was and i i saw this girl on tiktok the other day and, and god bless her i don't i don't remember what her name was but shout out and there's plenty more just like this of people that have these same situations where my, my point was before Cycle Back Around was that people who did it the quote-unquote right way saved everything until marriage, right? She was saying that she has had to go through a very like intense process post-marriage with herself and her husband and her marriage and her relationship where it's been very challenging to be sexual with her husband, because we were brain freaking washed to the point of, I mean, the, let me give you an example from my own life instead of just talking around it. I was walking in the mall with my friends. This Every single time I went to the mall and we passed Victoria's Secret, I would divert my eyes away, okay? And, you know, Victoria's Secret, it's not... They're, they're in lingerie. It's not like they're naked. It's not like it's pornography, right? But I would turn my eyes away. And it wasn't even because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be looking at these sexy ladies, right? It was, it was more just sexuality in general. It could have been man, woman, whoever, however they identify, right? I consider, just for the record, I consider myself the plus, Right? Cause, cause, and we'll talk about this in, in my, my episode about LGBTQIA plus in my sexuality. <laughs> Cause there's a lot to say on that. God, God bless. But I've been like multiple letters. Let's say that. So at this point I just, I just call myself the plus. I'm the LGBTQIA. I'm the plus because we, we got a lot going on here. I, I don't know what to tell y'all. I, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. <laughs> I'm a 
bitch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. Anyways. <laughs> oh, Lord. I feel like I need, I need one of those, one of those hankies to, to get the sweat off my, my brow. I'm heating up. It's probably also because I have four lights on my face, but love and light. Anyways. I'm I'm making jokes to divert the topic. All right, let's take a background. <sighs> when you are immersed in purity culture as a Christian, as a heterosexual, as a cis hetero person, you know, right? It is extremely, extremely damaging. Now I will step over to the minority within the already minority group, which is purity culture, over to my, my, my folks over the rainbow here, including me. Not only is it like, do not even look at somebody that you're interested in, even like as a friend, it's like, you, you better be keeping that platonic, right? It's like not not only is it that it's like you are absolutely disqualified from the jump. The way that I looked at it for me with purity culture, how they were just drilling it, drilling it, drilling it, drilling it into my head as as a really a kid. Let's be real. Um, I was I was just sitting there thinking like, oh my god, oh my god, like. This isn't about, like, wait until marriage. First of all, I can't even get married if I marry a woman. This was what I was thinking back then. I can't even get married, and I can't ever have sex with, with her for the rest of my life. So it's like, to me, when I, when I started knowing that I was attracted to women when I was, I'll just say 12, but it I would say probably before that I knew I was different. Let's say that. Um, starting at age 12, which is when purity culture was in full swing, of course, in youth groups, etc. I remember thinking, like, I'm just, I'm never going to be able to have sex. Like, I, I just, for me, it wasn't a matter of, like, save myself for marriage. It was, I am an abomination to the Lord because that's what it says in the book of Leviticus. I am an abomination to the Lord. So for me, purity culture was sheer effing panic. Okay. I feel like at this point I should just wear the clown nose this whole episode. Putting the clown nose back on for those listening on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Wink, wink. If you want to listen. But if you're listening, you should also watch on my YouTube channel at The Metamystic. Purity culture is evil. That is what I believe. It is evil. It damages people. It shames people from a young age. 
especially the LGBTQIA plus community, because we not only can we not have sex until marriage, I was told to my face many, 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 many times that the idea of marriage for me was not, it was not recognized by God. That's what I was told. It was, it is not a recognized thing. Okay. So there was a period of my life that I planned to remain celibate for the rest of my life. Okay. Like, I can, I guess I can take the clown nose off. Because that's not that's not triggering for everybody. Because not everybody is going to be who's watching me is going to be in the LGBTQI plus community. Whether you are or whether you're not, I truly feel like we're all messed up from this. You know what I'm saying? It's like I I I feel like we kind of all. I don't I don't want to scare anybody by saying this, but I feel like we all kind of need to address this within us. It's not really something that can we can just push under the rug. Because like I, I mentioned once again, and this won't be the case for everybody, and thank God it's not, but for lots of people, even if they do it the quote unquote right way, when they get into a marriage, they find it very they find sex very confusing for them. There, it's 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 traumatic for people, right? Because our whole lives we have been trained to not embrace our sexuality at all. To actually, it's to the point where I would say we were brainwashed with shame in order to keep us in line for what? You know what I'm saying? For what? So basically, I, I've said what I've said on this episode, and I have a feeling there's probably going to be more on this topic because this was, I, I feel like there's just so much I could, I could talk about on this topic and so many stories, like personal anecdotes from my life. But if I'm honest with you, I just want to introduce the topic today. I, I can't even fully go into those stories and stuff right now. Um, but I, you know, if, if anybody wants to share, I would, I would love to hear your stories because I will go there. I will. But I just wanted to introduce the topic today and speak about some of the effects that I still deal with literally today. As, as we speak today, I am physically dealing with <laughs> the PTSD symptoms of purity culture. Okay. So, now, now that we've opened that can of worms, now I am going to play my new song for you guys called Hashtag Purity Culture. Um, and the song is literally about purity culture. And, and through the lyrics, I open up this beautiful love story between two people where it is literally 
a divine spiritual connection of love and sensuality and romance and beauty like like a storybook love story a storybook romance is what i open up in the song that's the concept i'm i'm bringing forth in the song and as and then i bring in the chorus which you will hear which is i'm going to hell I'm a child of the devil. And why am I saying that? I'm saying it because it's an anthem for all of us. I'm standing up in this song as a purity culture anthem saying for all of us who have felt like we're children of the devil and have been told we're children of the devil, whether literally word for word or dancing around the topic that you're actually a child of the devil for having sex or you're actually a child of the devil for you know whatever anything sexual basically right I'm saying in the song if you're a child of the devil I'm a child of the devil too that is my anthem <laughs> for the purity culture movement and their and its effects on all of us whether we are gay, straight, bisexual, let, like whatever, whatever we are, whether we're transgender, whether we're non-binary, right? Whether we're even asexual. Because there was a period in my life, and I'll talk about this in my, my episode when I talk about LGBTQIA+, <laughs> there was a time in my life where I openly said I am asexual. There was a time in my life where I openly said I was a lesbian for many, many, many years, time in my life where I said I was bisexual. That's why now, and then of course there was a time in my life where I said I was straight as well, which was not fucking true, but now I identify as the plus, so hello, welcome. Welcome to the Metamistic Show, right everybody? I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. So I'm gonna play you my song, Purity Culture. My, my new album, Wilted, it's on my new album, Wilted, this song. Um, and my album, Wilted, under my new band name, Honeybee, is coming out December 25th, 2022. So it'll be out Christmas Day. And it's a perfect time for me to be playing this song for you all. I really wrote it for you. That's why I'm calling it a purity culture anthem. I wrote it for us. So I hope that you guys enjoy it. You can also find all of my old music under my name, Missy Gordon. But my new album, Wilted, the one with this new song, Purity Culture, on it, that's coming out December 25th, 2022, is under my new band name, Honeybee, and B is spelled B33. I was like, you know what, hey, people like Connor Oberst, how many bands does the, does the guy have? I'm like, I'm just going to start a new band. All my old music's under Missy Gordon. So here we go, friends. Without further ado, here is my song, Purity Culture. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. I'm going to hell, child of the devil. I made one mistake, child of the devil. The thoughts in my brain, child of the devil. I'm going insane, child of the devil, dear child of the devil, I'm a child of the devil too. 
from the fireplace I see you Even in my dreams Flames dancing On the earth My eyes are blinking in my brain, child.